0: This is the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast, Episode 29. Interviews from the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show and Gardening Jobs and Plants of Interest for August.
1: PlantAdvice.co.uk for all your
2: gardening needs.
0: Hello and welcome to the Plant Advice Gardening podcast with me Richard Farrer, and me Sue Mack. This is the podcast to help you get the very best out of your garden with our regular features such as jobs to do in the garden and plants of note for this time of year. Coming up in this episode, we'll be speaking to a few people from this year's Hampton Court Palace Flower Show, one of which is Anne-Marie Powell, a garden designer and sometimes TV presenter on some of the BBC TV shows about gardening. She did the Macmillan Legacy Garden, which won a gold medal. And we also speak to Matthew Smith, who comes from a nursery, Brighter Blooms, and they are specialists in Xantodeshias, quite a nice oriental looking plant really we have our plant of the month for august which is francoa sanchifolia pink bouquet sometimes also called the bridal wreath we have jobs to do in the garden and the vegetable garden and forthcoming garden and flower shows for august We are now into August, and while summer can sometimes last into September, we can have a bit of an Indian summer, August probably is really the last sort of summer month. If you have a vegetable garden, it is a busy time with lots of crops to be harvested, But if you're going on holiday, it can be a bit troublesome because things need to be watered. We've just got back from holiday, so haven't we? We had two weeks in France, which was glorious. The weather was glorious, but we did need to take serious precautions for all our hanging baskets and pots.
2: We did indeed.
0: Because you didn't want them to die.
2: No, and you realise how much work the garden is when you go on holiday and you ask friends to look after it for you. So you do feel a bit guilty, actually. (laughs) You don't mind doing your own gardening, but when someone else has got to do it for you, you do feel a bit guilty. Yeah, (laughs)
0: it can be a labour of love. But as you say, we split the load between two friends in the village, didn't we? We had to. And as you say, uh, you forget how much work you actually do put in on a daily basis, watering, which can be a bit of a switch off time sometimes. You're just sitting there. But it does take a lot of time.
2: And we left when it was really hot. We got a heat waves. It, it so suddenly it was hit. we were in worry. Paris and it was
0: 39 degrees wasn't it? It was terrible yes. Uh, bonkers we're not used to that sort of temperature here in the UK even you're from South Africa you struggled didn't you?
2: Well it's a city you know and it doesn't it just the city's I think it's even hotter
0: isn't it? The buildings become like storage heaters don't they? They do. But we are adapting now because we realise that watering is quite difficult and takes an awful long time we are beginning to start with a little irrigation system
2: yes we put it on last night for the first time didn't we yeah and
0: just the front bed in the garden at the moment at the front garden at the moment but we are hoping to do the whole garden but it's a learning process isn't it it is
2: a learning process i need my <laughs> hanging <laughs> baskets to i know out. I, i'm planning it so we are trying to get there <laughs> that's the big thing yeah <laughs> the hanging
0: baskets because they have to be done every day whereas beds Plants get more established, they get more soil, they can tolerate longer without water, can't they? They can. So what we've done in the front garden at the moment, we put a soaker hose in, which we've sort of weaved around all the plants and the tea coming down the other side of the border. We plug it into the hose pipe and we leave it. We left it for two hours last night, Mm. dripping away. But we don't really know if that's enough water or not sufficient. Yeah. So what we're going to do is, before we do it next time, dig down, see how wet it is underground by the roots, leave it on for an hour or so. And then see if the roots are getting the water they require and adjust accordingly.
2: Yes. Maybe it needs to go on for three hours. (laughs) Um, Because it does just seep out, doesn't it? It seeps out
0: very slowly, but it gets exactly where it needs to and it's not wasting water. Yeah, very very true. Because a sprinkler does waste. Yeah. And if we can get it so it's automated as well on a little timer, that will be much more efficient. And we won't have to pester our friends in future. Exactly. One thing we also noticed on holiday in France was the roundabouts and how gorgeous they were. And they really put the UK roundabouts to shame. We do have some nice roundabouts, a bit of planting on, but the variety in France, mm. of the roundabouts, they would look like little show gardens, didn't they?
2: They did. I suppose we do have them in this country where, like, especially where we live, the flower beds are lovely. But it just seemed the roundabouts was their feature more, wasn't it? It was. It's it? just
0: that extra level above, wasn't yes. it? Yes.
2: And then also they painted their pots nice colours.
0: And they did have lots of pots by the side mm. of the road. And the villages were really tidy and really nice. They really seemed to spend a lot of time in the gardens in and France. sometimes
2: so. they had a theme on the roundabout as well, didn't they? Yeah.
0: I think our councils could learn a little bit from that. Put a little bit of effort into our roundabouts. And they don't look the ugly blobs in the middle of the road, do they? Yes. And we also visited a fantastic garden. We we did do Versailles, which is bonkers by any scale, but there's an amazing garden, a chateau in the Loire Valley called Velandry, which features a classic French formal garden, doesn't it? With mm-hmm. lots of box hedging. And the best way to view it, really, is from the castle walls looking down.
2: Ah, uh, and, well, you couldn't get into the castle, really, could you? No,
0: but we did manage to get on the terrace above and look uh, down. Yes,
2: but, yeah, beautiful, absolutely beautiful
0: a perfect example of a classic French Renaissance formal garden. So if you ever do go to France and get the chance... Philandry is well worth a visit. Now, in last month's podcast, we also spoke to Andy McIntosh from Hilliers, who exhibits always in Chelsea Flower Show in the centre of the Grand Marquis. and he was from the Hilliers Garden Centre, which is down in Hampshire. And we did visit this last week for our friend's fiftieth, and it was a lovely garden too, wasn't it? it was. and gardens perhaps is a, a wrong. It's almost like a botanical gardens, oh, isn't it? Definitely. Not a, a classic sort of garden. No. So we had a nice day there and then we had another a day before we came home. We poodled around a bit and completely by chance stumbled on another garden called West Dean, which is a, a college, I think, specialised in arts. But that just blew us away, didn't oh, it? Oh, it was
2: absolutely amazing. Every little square we came and looked at, it was just, oh, wow, look at this, <laughs> look at this. I think one of the prettiest gardens we've seen for a really long time. It is. Very really Very unexpected nice. because we didn't, well, I suppose we didn't know what to expect. So it was beautiful. And then they had that beautiful pagoda.
0: Yes, massive, long, that, really long one. Oh, yeah. It was
2: just, it was stunning. It, it was, absolute, wasn't it? And the, again, with the setting, because you looked across the hills, just Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Imagine going there to school, it must be <laughs> and it looked like they had art as well, didn't yeah. they? Which what you a can perfect imagine place for painting. Painting the... and
0: drawing, yeah. There was stunning. one little chap that came under the pagoda with his easel beginning to paint when we were there. So that's in the south of England, near Hampshire. If you do live down that area, it is well worth a visit. And I think it's perhaps a little undiscovered gem mm. in the English countryside.
2: Well stunning.
0: Well, last month we also went to the Hampton Court Flower Show just before we went on holiday. As usual, it's a stunning show. We really liked that one. 33 acres, the biggest flower show in the world. You had a favourite garden, Sue, didn't you? Oh, I did. The I Turkish garden. kept going garden. back to it and
2: taking more and more pictures. It was just <laughs>
0: beautiful. That also won the Best World Garden mm. from the Turkish Tourist Board, I think.
2: Oh, it was stunning. And because I think it was a hot day, it had a lot of water in it, didn't it? So it was it just, perfect. Yeah, it, you it could showed imagine it off to its best. It did. If like, it was raining and miserable, it might not have had the same impact.
0: Like that garden we saw at Chelsea earlier this yeah. year, which was supposed to be from the Middle East, but on a cold sort of rainy day, it didn't work. It didn't work, did it? Well, but it didn't
2: do it justice because no. it came from a hot country, you know. So. You, you lost it where this, because we had a beautiful day and there was the water and the colors were just bouncing off the water. It
0: was a little oasis. It was beautiful. Well, we also spoke to Anne-Marie Powell while we were at Hampton Court Palace Flower Show. Anne-Marie Powell is a garden designer, but she is also a judge at some RHS shows. So this time she was on the other side of the fence designing gardens. She designed the Macmillan Legacy Garden and she won a gold medal. And this is what Anne-Marie had to say to us. So Anne-Marie designing gardens again at the flower show, Hampton Court this time Fort Macmillan. Is it not cancer, a cancer Care. Cancer, cancer care, Richard. Yeah. Right, cancer Care, not cancer research. But so many gardens do have cancer as a theme, but then I guess it touches so many people's lives. Do you doesn't know? It? it
1: does affect almost everyone now, and yeah. you know, I'm 43 now. I should have just told you my age. It's terrible. So, but yeah, but by the time you get to my age, you've, a number of people that you know have experienced the trauma of cancer, and you know, we lost my dear, lovely mother-in-law last year to cancer, and we're absolutely fabulous so it's very very close to my own personal
0: heart so cancer care is is something very important for people in later stages of life i suppose going through it well no i think
1: not always i mean mean children get have cancer too so
0: yeah so by later stages of life i wasn't being so much older as in the sort of last days of yeah where I guess having something tranquil and reflective can really help.
1: Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Richard, so I'm pleased you've noticed that. Is it, the, the whole idea of the garden is that it's attached to a Macmillan Care Centre, so and it's a place to go when you do feel that you found out that you have cancer as a kind of retreat and, and place to find some space and some tranquility within that kind of traumatic experience. And also for the staff as well. We can't forget about them. We have to look after the staff so they can look after us. So it's a shade garden in a woodland theme and the garden kind of suggests a journey through life. There are various entry points, as you can see, paths into the space and those are representing the people that you meet along your life's journey coming in and out of your life. The water, the pools of water, those are places where you really have to focus and, you know, you really have to think about exactly how to traverse the water and and think about this trauma in your life. And at the heart of the garden, have you seen the, the retreat, Richard?
0: I have. It's a big sort of massive egg isn't it kind of at the back
1: yeah it is we'd be calling it the egg (laughs) we have that's kind of a space where you kind of build up you're slightly elevated from the rest of the garden so you can look back on the view and look back on upon your journey through life and completely smothered in ferns and ivy so
0: you've gone for quite a a muted color scheme it is a lot of greens, a few oranges and things. It's not a vibrant colour scheme, is it? Yeah. So what's your thought between the choice of colours and your choice of plants?
1: People are quite surprised by that because I'm no wallflower, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd be quite restrained in my selection. It is a shade garden, so and people think about shade gardens, they usually think about spring, so I'm trying to kind of push, that. say woodland spaces are really beautiful. Yeah. So we've got the green and white because not least that is Macmillan's colour, but they do have a secondary colour, which is a rusty apricot orange, so That's the picked front, up on the
0: verbascum up. Exactly, the, yeah. the
1: verbascum and the estrantia there just gives a little bit of fizz and makes the greens more green and just ties it in so your eye is led throughout the space.
0: Yeah. It is beautiful, and it, I can see it's very tranquil and reflective, like a woodland glade, really, isn't it? Yeah, you've well... You've stepped into this little sort of woodland oasis.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly my intention, so I'm delighted. Well, I think you, you've, you've
0: achieved it, then. Thank you. <laughs> that's very well, kind. I wish you all the best for results, and I'm sure you'll do well.
1: Well, we don't know. As we'll, We find out this afternoon, really... I am quite nervous. Uh, I bet you are, <laughs> yes. Horrible uh, being judged, <laughs> Yeah,
0: you're on the other side of the rope I this know, are Usually
1: I do the judging, yes. Uh, Oh, well, um,
0: at least you know what they're looking for.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully.
0: <laughs> ah, that good. It's a good cause and it's a beautiful garden and we do wish you the best with Thank it. Thank
1: you very much, Richard. Really nice to meet you today. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: I quite liked that one. It was quite a gentle planting scheme, a bit more like a woodland glade, wasn't it?
2: Yes, it was very... Um, calming. Well, I think that was the theme, wasn't it? It was, because yeah, of
0: the cancer and yeah. trying to give people... A bit of respite and just yeah. a place to reflect. And, and it,
2: funny, there wasn't much colour. It was no. just green and a bit of it white. A few muted wasn't colours. It? Yes. Yeah. Very subtle.
0: Yeah. Which Anne Marie, by her own admission, she said she doesn't usually do that sort of colour scheme. She likes the vivid sort of colours, doesn't she?
2: Well, she is quite a vibrant person. Well, you is. can see that in the way she dresses. Yeah, she's so it full must of have been life, hard isn't she?
0: for her. <laughs> but she did fantastic. <laughs> she really did. And, and she won a gold medal. But being an RHS judge, she should know what she's doing, shouldn't she? Well, she should do.
2: She knows what they look for, yeah. what they expect from you.
0: And clearly did. Yeah. And later on, we also caught up with Matthew Smith in the Great Pavilion. He comes from a nursery called Brighter Blooms, and they are specialists in Zantedeschias. How would you describe a Zantedeschia, oh. Sue? It's a bit lily-like, is it? I was going to say yeah, lily. Ar- like an arum lily? Lily, yes. Almost, it gives me a feel of a bit of a tropical sort of plant.
2: Well, it is, isn't it? Isn't it from South Africa?
0: I think it was yeah. from South Africa, yes.
2: So it is a tropical yeah.
0: plant. We've got one on the patio. We've been looking at them for a while. I think we first spotted them on Matthew's stand yes, at Chelsea. Yes, that was when we first saw them. And we've ummed and but we've gone for one now. And they sound quite easy to look after. They can be looked after in a shed over winter and brought back out so you don't have to buy new plants for your patio every year. Anyway, this is what Matthew had to say to us and told us how to look after Santa <laughs> So, Matthew, we're here at Hampton Court Palace Flower Show, 25th year. You yes. haven't been here for 25 years. I haven't years. been here for
3: 25 years. This is my fourth year.
0: And yes. you are from the nursery Brighter Blooms, but you specialise in quite, would you call them exotic plants? Exotic's a good word,
3: I think, really, yeah. They are exotic, although, even though they're exotic, they're not that difficult to grow. Yeah. So, um, most places in the UK, you know, they're quite growable, really. And these are the calories, but the proper name is Xantodescia. Xantodescia or Xantodescia. Yeah. Um, Depending I, I where you come can- Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But the common name is Calla, yes. yeah, yeah. They tag the lily onto the end of it as well as Calla lilies, but they're not anything to do with lilies at all. They are a completely different family from lilies. So what conditions do they require to grow successfully in the UK? So a lot of people will be familiar with the plant as a house plant, actually, keeping it indoors. We're growing a slightly bigger product, which we feel is much better as a patio plant. Outdoors for the summer, no problem at all free-draining conditions, so if it's in a pot that's nice and easy to achieve, free-draining compost, bit of grit in there to make it free-draining. They don't like to be too wet, so again in a pot container you can really help regulate that really well. And then being in a pot makes it nice and easy for the winter because they do need frost protection in the winter. So you bring the pot in, let it die down, store it like a daily river going here for the uh, winter. And when
0: they die down, do you have to cut the foliage off or do you just leave it Best naturally? letting it die naturally, really. Yeah. So
3: um, bring it in before the first frost into sort of a, a light location, stop watering it, it'll die down naturally, take away the brown foliage, and then you can store it somewhere that's frost-free, dry, on the slightly cooler side probably rather than sort of room temperature really. Right.
0: Are they bulbs or rhizomes? Rhizome, technically, yeah. yeah.
3: So within that bulb genre. (laughs) um, But um, but they're technically rhizomes. They spread out almost in a disc sort of shape, really, a bit like a corm sort of shape. And they sort of spread and multiply that
0: way. And if you've got a nice cultivar and you have a splendid array of different cultivars (laughs) here, can you propagate them yourself by division? Or how how do you propagate them? Yeah, just like most
3: rhizomes, they will divide. We tend to wait for them to get a bit bigger than they are here. So we've sort of got two litre pot size which will have a 20 centimetre plus bulb in it we're liking to get a bit bigger in a couple of years time you can split them up and actually when you lift them out of the pot you'll find bits just naturally fall off almost and it's those bits that you can then grow on to a larger plant again and do they need any specific feeding regime feeding really does help to encourage flowering so uh, sort of high potash really tomato feed that sort of thing every couple of weeks during the growing season and watering, you say they don't like soggy feet. No, they definitely
0: don't like soggy feet. If you had them in the patio in a park with well-drained soil, what should you do? Be watering them once a week or...? It
3: very much depends, depends on, on the weather. weather.
0: <laughs> yeah. So at the moment
3: we're quite hot and sunny and if they're right in the full sun, which they tolerate fine... Watering could be every couple of days. If it suddenly goes dull, overcast, colder conditions, it could be a week or even two between waterings. It's a case of just monitoring sort of how dry that compost is. Really, much better to allow them to dry out between waterings than continuously watering. Right, so water they, them. they
0: will tolerate some dryness they will rather tolerate than drought very okay, well. Getting over yeah. yes,
3: yeah. yeah, definitely. Too much water because it's a fleshy rhizome, you end up getting rotting. And, and to be honest, that tends to be the biggest killer. People overwatering as opposed to underwatering.
0: An aspect can they tolerate shade or what do they like? Lots of sun or partial shade? They will take the shade, but
3: it means the plant tends to elongate so it gets taller and can become a bit floppy. So much better to keep it in a sunny location, maybe a little bit of partial shade, but the sunny the better we feel. You get a much sturdier plant out of it in the long run. And where do they hail
0: from originally? South Africa. Well, Sue's from South Africa. <laughs> OK.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another one of those bulbous plants from South Africa. Oh, there's So, so many, many of them. our
0: garden yeah. plants come from South Africa, yeah, don't yeah, they? Yeah,
3: definitely, definitely. Growing in sort of um, kind of rock-lined, grassy sort of slopes, so it rains, they get it wet, and off, then it drains yeah. straight off. And so if you
0: can mimic in natural conditions, you're halfway there. That's sort of, it, yeah. that's
3: it, definitely. Definitely don't sit them in water. There is some confusion with that because there's the original arum, lily, Zantodesca Ethiopica, which actually tolerates the water very well, and you can almost grow in a pond. That's
0: a common house plant for many people, isn't it?
3: Yeah, a common garden plant um, that gets used all over, really, and a lot of people confuse it with this, which is the same genus, but they do the same thing to these, and unfortunately these are completely opposite.
0: It's a beautiful stand
3: uh, were you at Chelsea? We were at were Chelsea, at Chelsea? Yeah. How did you do? Second time at Chelsea this year, and we got a gold medal this year. Oh, well done. So Congratulations. We moon, you must really. be over the moon, yeah. yeah. No, it was fantastic to go back. And uh, we did a very similar display, actually, to how we have at Hampton Court here. A kind of patio scene, which just shows the public sort of the best way to grow than we feel. So.
0: Well, after speaking to you at one of the previous shows, we did go out and yeah. buy one of these. We've got it in a pot on the patio. Fantastic. Because we don't want to keep replacing plants every year, so no. we think that's it. When it dies down, we'll stick it in the think shed and Hopefully written. the shed will have a bit of light. So is that OK or does it uh, need complete It doesn't matter dark? whether it's light or dark, actually. Right, they're, um, they're
3: dormant completely in the winter, and it's the drought, the dry conditions, yeah. more than anything, that keeps them dormant. Although you'll find, come sort of March time, little shoots just starting and that's a key to give it a bit of I'm water i'm telling you i'm thirsty yeah. help me yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you do sell these online as well don't you
3: we sell the rhizomes online Yeah. Uh, the plants don't dispatch all that well because they're sort of quite big and fleshy so they don't post all that well but we sell the rhizomes online at brighterblooms.co.uk so yeah. and that's from sort of january through to the end of may time really yeah. after that it gets too late for planting yeah, really
0: fair enough yeah so people can order them online and enjoy these lovely things on their patio with a Pimm's or a gin and tonic. They certainly can, yes. Absolutely, <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you ever so much, Matthew. You're very welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. He also did a fantastic show at Tatton, didn't he? Oh,
2: very different. Very, very different. And
0: we'll be talking about Tatton in next month's podcast. But he really pushed the boat out. I don't know what he got. We'll have to check up on that. But he certainly deserved gold mm. for what he did.
2: Oh, it was really amazing. Because every year you've got to try and think of different things. So it's it's a challenge. Oh,
0: yeah, I don't envy them doing that. Mm. That must be really, really hard to do something different and creative. Yeah. Yeah. Now, our plant of the month for August is Francoa sonchifolia pink bouquet. This is also known as the bridal wreath or the wedding flower, and it does make very good cut flowers. It is half hardy, so it can tolerate down to about minus 10 degrees maximum for a short period. It is an evergreen perennial and it likes full sun, but will tolerate some partial shade. It has a long flowering period, though, from June to August, so it will do well in the garden. It has uh, four petaled light pink flowers with a sort of darker blotch at the base. They're about two centimetres across on racemes on erect stems. Now, the plant to me reminds me a little bit, so of a a bit like a hooker with the tall flower stems coming up. Yes. And they are very delicate pink, Beautiful. sort of white pink, with a little sort of dash of pink and yeah. the darker thing in the centre. It's very difficult to describe a flower, isn't it, without seeing the picture. Yeah. But I would recommend going online and having a look oh, for this are flower stunning. because I think that would look lovely in the garden. We can't have it, we've got too no, many things. Huh. And our garden is actually looking really nice at the moment. It Middle is. Middle of August, the colour palette has changed the orange out got in the blues. But the warmer colours, yes. Yeah, we got the reds and the orange from the Crocosmias. But this would be oh, a lovely addition pretty. I think to any garden. It likes moderately fertile, moist but well-drained soil, and grows up to about 50 centimetres, half a metre, with a spread of about 40 centimetres. So it's a nice compact plant. It has an average growth rate, taking two to five years to reach maturity. It is generally pest and disease-free, but you do need to protect it from excessive winter wet, because if you get the wet and then the frost, that's really going to damage the thing. So it is... A little bit tender, a bit half-hardy. Depends where you live in the country here in the UK. I guess in the south it would probably do better it's than uh, up in the yeah. north in Scotland. But if you live elsewhere in, in the world, uh, you can have a different climate. This might do well for you. And it's quite easy to propagate just by division in spring. So come springtime to get up, pair it in half and plant two separate parts. And you get two plants then. Jobs to do in the garden jobs to do in the garden. It's still a busy time of year. Many plants can be propagated this time of year from semi-ripe cuttings. This is sort of new growth which is just beginning to harden off a bit. Examples of plants you can do this with are penstemons and fuchsias. So to do it you need to select a non flowering side shoot so it's not putting all the energy into the flower. Cut just below a leaf joint so that you're cutting off a shoot with four or five pairs of leaves. Strip the bottom two pairs of leaves so it doesn't lose too much from the leaves in transpiration and dip the cuttings if you've got some in some hormone rooting powder this will help it to root a bit quicker firm the cuttings into a pot of cutting compost half a dozen per pot is probably about fine and place it if you can in a cold frame many of the cuttings should have rooted by spring and you'll have a load of new plants Lavender's is a good one also to do at this time of year as well yes, i think
2: yeah We've we don't need any more lavender.
0: Well, how many have we got? One, two, three, four, I think, lavenders, haven't we? Two in the front. Four, yes. Yeah, yeah. Four. They are nice. I do love lavenders, mm. but four is probably sufficient for us. Now, as we mentioned earlier, holiday watering. If you are going away on holiday, don't forget to have some sort of plans in place for watering your precious plants. Neighbours or an automatic watering system. We have used Neighbours this year, but we are beginning our automatic watering system. Which
2: will take a while. It
0: will take a while and we'll report back on progress (laughs) and see how efficient and how well it works. You can also be pruning some flowering shrubs this month. Many shrubs have recently finished flowering, can be pruned. Now, these include the which is the mock orange and Wygelia. We've got two of those, or one of each, haven't we, in the back garden. Wigelia is a lovely sort of pink-white flower, and the Philadelphias are the big, fluffy white flowers. by the patio in the back, so... The white gilia As we look up into the patio, it's straight in front of you at the back. It's oh, an early flowering oh, one. Oh, the early one.
2: Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they're So you. many in the garden. Yeah, we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. they can be pruned now. <laughs> so to do that. Cut out the shoots that have flowered, and if the centre has become a bit congested, prune up to about one-third of the oldest stems down to ground level. That means you've still got two-thirds of growth, so you're not damaging too much and still keeping the shape of the plant. After pruning, give the shrub a bit of a boost by mulching around its base with some well-rotted garden compost or manure. Now is also a good time to plant daffodil bulbs, ready for their spring show.
2: Yes, I want to plant some across the way there, don't I?
0: Yes, opposite house we've got an open green area yes. and a, a few bulbs around the trees and things. We'll just add a nice Get a bit, bit of colour in, in the spring. Because yeah, it the, would be nice. It
2: does look pretty, doesn't it, the spring it daffodils? Does. and
0: Trip to the garden centre. I think center. so, we'll yes. bury some in the grass opposite. Also fruit trees, if they're heavily laden with fruit, support the branches because you don't want them dropping off and breaking the tree losing all your fruit. When raspberry canes have finished fruiting, prune them down to ground level and tie flowers up that are flopping over on stakes. Our Crocosmia, one of them's well secured, but the other yeah, one needs I've a little propped to that, yeah. And deadheading well, oh, that's, that's a continual ongoing. thing, isn't it? That is ongoing, uh, especially yes. when you've been away. You just oh, there's niggle. a lot more, oh, dear. To get, yeah. And regular lawn mowing again raise the height of the cut if it's very dry weather to give the grass chance to recover. Trim border edges after you've mown the lawn. Regularly spray roses against green fly and black spot. We've been on the case this year. We're using our sulphur yes, soil sort of wash, and haven't it's we? Really and helped. it's helped. Yeah. Whether it's a slightly different year or whether what we're doing is working.
2: Well, we had a lot of black spot last, last year. year, and hopefully. It if this helps, we'll just keep doing it. Oh,
0: it seems, yeah. start in spring, keep doing yeah. it regularly and keep it at bay. It does seem to have helped, doesn't it? Which Definitely. gives plants a better chance to thrive and exactly. yeah, be healthy. And
2: we're getting all our second flush of
0: roses, coming roses through now, now.
2: So it's just nice to see them all healthy.
0: It is indeed, yeah. It pays off. If you've got a greenhouse damp down the floor, the paths. This helps to create a humid atmosphere that pests such as the red spider mite don't like. And water and feed containers and hanging baskets regularly, particularly hanging baskets, because they have an awful lot of flowers in that have a huge demand on water, and you've got small water supplies. So it really is a daily or twice daily. In a Hot windy weather, isn't it? It
2: is, it is, and you can see them struggling by the end of the day. Sometimes, if it's been yeah, really, yeah, sometimes
0: we've been out, we come back, and oh, they're looking no, a bit no sad. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> they do bounce back,
2: they do. If yeah. you yeah, give them a good water, a bit of a feed, and they're
0: happy. sing yes, tomato feed's a good one, isn't it? High in potassium or potash in the vegetable garden. Now, in the vegetable garden, you can sow seeds outside of lettuce, radish, spinach, and onion. Uh, radish and lettuce, we've sort of cropped those, haven't we? But we're going to re-sow some I radish want to do and lettuce some more, again because yes. yeah, they come up really quickly and they are uh-huh. lovely for summer salads. You can plant out cabbages and harvest. This time of year is great for harvesting. So you could be harvesting things such as peas, French beans, tomatoes, onions, radish, carrots, turnips, beetroot, spinach, cauliflowers, cabbages, lettuce, globe artichokes, broad beans, runner beans, marrows, courgettes, cucumbers, potatoes, Swiss chard, broccoli, celery, sweet corn, aubergines, peppers and pumpkins. Our courgettes are just beginning to get going now. They had yeah. a late oh, start, didn't they?
2: Yeah. I'm just hoping we're going to get a pile of
0: courgettes. courgettes. And last two years we had fantastic amount of courgettes. But this year, and other people here in the UK seem to have said the same, don't they? Yep. So it's nice but to it's know not it's just not just us. As,
2: and even people that have got them in their greenhouses yeah. said they haven't performed well at all this year.
0: I wonder why. Yeah. That's very bizarre. Anyway, well, providing we get some, that will be nice. Yeah,
2: they're starting, which is good.
0: garden shows. Forthcoming garden and flower shows for August. August really isn't a busy month for the garden shows. It's earlier on in the year. But there is one from the 20th to 23rd of August. It's the Southport Flower Show up a bit more north here in the UK. So that's about it for this month's podcast. Uh, we were away from, I think, most of July, weren't we? We was a we bit were, busy. We were. So now August, I think, is probably catching up in the garden.
2: I want to just get everything back on track and, and, and sit back with the it. G&T and enjoy the garden because it is looking beautiful, but it does need a bit of a clean out. I need to get my lettuces replanted and my radishes and get it all looking healthy again
0: although we have had a barbecue we had some friends around yesterday afternoon for a drink and we were sitting in the garden and both of us were looking at the border and admiring it and thinking actually we do have a nice garden don't we it does look yeah. nice and it is nice to just sit out relax and enjoy it
2: and the more your garden is established the less work you really have to do you just sit back and enjoy it
0: keep on top of it
2: because you know we don't get as many weeds and because everything's so packed with flowers. So, yeah, it's good. So it's yeah. just chill time. It is August. chill
0: time. So there we go. August is the traditional school holiday month here in the UK. So if you've been busy in your garden, now is the time, as Sue says, sit back, relax, enjoy your garden. So that's all for this episode. Thanks ever so much for listening and I'll hope you'll listen again next month. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye
2: from me.
3: podcast was brought to you by plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs.